Hey, this is Peyton Hopp, driver of the U98 Mike's Hard Lemonade in Saturday Night Hydro League, the Hydro Sim Racing League. I am excited to share that the Rooster Tail Talk podcast is a presenting sponsor of the fall series. They will be racing this fall as we take to the virtual lakes around the H1 series with our 10 race season starting on October 3rd. You can watch all 10 races with our streaming service on YouTube under UHL Hydroplanes. Do you want to join in on the virtual deck-to-deck racing? You can download the HydroSim game at uhlhydroplanes.com. Tail Talk, a podcast dedicated to everything related to the sport we all love, hydroplane racing. I'm your host, David Newton, and it's time once again, so sit back, relax, and welcome to Tail Talk. It is September 29th, 2020, and this is episode 55. I don't know about you, but things have been pretty busy around my household lately. Uh, I am a school teacher. That is my day job, and, you know, it's I really enjoyed having summer off. It wasn't the same this year at all with COVID, but I'm now back back to work with that, and it's we're teaching remotely over here in the Seattle area, and it's incredibly busy time to do that as a teacher. I feel like I'm doing a lot more work now than I have before in previous years, teaching remotely, but it is what it is, and I'm excited to be back in the, in the studio recording this episode. Um, I haven't recorded an episode for about a month or so. I really tried to have some episodes pre-recorded. I hope you enjoyed those episodes. There were some fun interviews, and I have some great people lined up for some interviews coming up, and I can't wait to announce those. But today, I was I was forwarded uh, an article, and I really want to talk about this. I think this is something that's going to be... I, th- I think it's going to be really good for Powerboat Racing, because there's a brand new... Powerboat series that was announced. It was announced September 25th about a brand new Powerboat racing series. And I want to talk about that. I'm going to dedicate the entire show to this because it's because it's something that Powerboats haven't seen before. And I think it's going to be you know, possible next step in evolution for the sport. And when I say that, I feel like it's going to be more so on the side of marketing and the show and really getting more people aware of boat racing in general and it's not gonna it's not gonna be hydroplane racing it's gonna be something that's different so this is i think the first episode i've dedicated something to non-hydroplane racing but it's something so noteworthy i think we need to talk about it and and, uh and hear about it well on september 25th two gentlemen announced the official release and beginnings of our new powerboat racing series Alejandro Agag with Rodi Basso announced the form and the beginning of an all-electric powerboat racing series. Now, you may have heard of these people before because Alejandro is the founder of the electric vehicle racing series known as Formula E. And Rodi is the former director of motorsports at McLaren. So they have some, some big ties in with car racing and with Formula E. So they've, they've done a few rodeos and they know a few things of what it takes. Now, I'm excited about this because I've seen what they've done with Formula E, and I, f- I feel like that's been a tremendous success in a lot of different ways. And 
I know people are probably not excited to hear, oh, it's electric boat racing, who cares? But in this, from the side of as a marketer and to sell the sport, I feel like that's such a tremendous tool to use because if you look at Formula E and all the sponsorships and people that they've been able to bring on board for it because of the evolution of using electric vehicles and promoting that, it's. I, I feel like this. This could be a tremendous success and could grow to be a big boat series. The future will tell what will happen for the boat series. But just looking at the facts from Formula from the E, they started six years ago, back in 2014, and they really put this on a global scale. You look at the racing schedule that they have. They are in a different country for every race. They're pushing their product. And they're selling their product around, literally around the world. They have a 12-stop racing series that goes from January to July. And they race in Chile, Mexico, Saudi Arabia, China, Italy, France, Monaco, South Korea, Germany, United States, and the United Kingdom. They do that in a span of seven months. They have a full 12 racing series. And it's a huge hit around the world. They've been able to bring in a lot of financial backers. From looking online, they've been able to bring up $900 million to back this sport. They've been able to bring in global sponsors such as Michelin, Vodafone, ABB, Julius Barr, DHL, BMW, Saudi Arabia Airlines, Alliance, Bosch, Heineken Beer, Enel, Hugo Boss, Modus, Antofagasta Minerals, and a champagne company, Moten Shandon. So they really have been able to be successful with the car racing series. They've also ventured out into an off-road series with electric racing. But in Formula E, they've also they've had some really big financial backers from people who normally aren't associated with car racing, such as Leonardo DiCaprio, an actor from Hollywood, who has a lot of money, yes, but he has also pushed a lot of money into the sport being, by being a part owner of a team, and who is also coming out with a, a documentary on Formula E racing, pushing the product to... A different audience. So I think a partnership with a new boat racing series along with people who have background in marketing the sport, creating a new sport, and really pushing it on a global scale would be huge for powerboat racing. Now I know a lot of hardcore hydroplane fans out here right now are thinking, why am I listening to Newton talk about electric boats? But I'm sure there's some out there that are intrigued by it because it it is a new technology, and that is one thing with the sport of hydroplane racing. Think of all the new technologies that have occurred throughout the years, and the different types of power plants, the different types of hull designs that they've used, going from a step hull, the three-point hydroplane designed, all the different variations and forms of the, of the three-point that was created, the four-point canard, the, the two-wing hydroplane. There's so many different designs that were used, the propeller technology, the different power plants that were used up through today, all the different uh, vintage, you know, World War motors that were used, the, the Rolls-Royce Merlins, the Allisons, the Griffins. Um, they tried to use Packards. They moved on to turbine engines. They've, they've really have tried, and they've tried automotive powered. They've tried outboards on them. They've tried so many different things in this class that I really hope people will have an open mind in thinking about something different for racing boats. Because as we look at 
at all types of racing, I'm not just calling out boat racing, I'm calling out all types of racing, viewership is down. There's less interest now than there was 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. And I think for boat racing to really be prominent in a sport's eye, they have to change and they have to adapt and try different things. So I'm hoping that people have an open mind as I go through and, and talk more about this article because I think it's exciting. I think I think new can be fun and time will tell what the series will really have in store. Now, as I said before, this article did give us the first announcement of the creation of the sport. This article came from Sports Business Press and was written by Martin Ross on the September 25th. And in the article... It goes through a lot of detail between a lot of people that, that were interviewed that are going to be associated with the sport. They won't begin until 2022, so they have two more years to get a footing and get what they need to be done behind the scenes because there's going to be a lot to be, that needs to be done with a brand new sport like this. But they're really trying to make partnerships where it is needed. They've also partnered with the UIM. Now, many boat racers should know that name. So this is going to be called the UIM E1 World Electric Powerboat Series, which also be known as E1 Series. They have already gotten the exclusive license from UIM, from UIM, the Eternal Governing Body for Powerboat Racing. So many of us know that that name UIM from many of the the record attempts. I'm looking around my room and I see I have a poster of the Hawaii Kai when it got through the the measured mile. It's a copy from the UIM. So they they've they have a big hand in powerboat racing around the world with a lot of records and as a governing body. But they're also partnering up with uh, boat concepts and developers with SailGP, the sailing series, which launched last year. So they have some different people involved around powerboat racing, but also with sailboat racing. Now, I think the sailboat racing is going to come across... Uh, later on, I talk about the whole design because it's not going to be a typical hydroplane, and I'll get to that here in a minute. You'll you probably saw the picture on the thumbnail of this episode. Alejandro and, and Basso, they're looking up to have twelve teams, which each team will be purchasing two boats. They're going to have one boat based in Europe, and one boat to be stored in Saint Helena, which is a refurbished former Royal Mail ship that will be used as a floating paddock for races outside of Europe. So it sounds like they want to have Europe be the center. That's going to be the hub. But they have a former Royal Mail ship. They can actually drive. They can drive this boat to different races. How cool is that? That's that's already got some infrastructure set in place. That has a lot of potential there for the global scale. Basso has been named as chief executive of the series. Agay named non-executive chairman. And former Formula E Holdings Commercial Director Yanni Andropoulos taking up the position of the Chief Marketing and Commercial Officers at E1 Series. So they've got a lot of people with some background in Formula E in racing that at, as, at their hub. So their plan is to launch a series starting in 2022 to go through 2023. Have a 10-stop series. They have not announced any venues or race sites for the series yet. But Yanni went on record to say that he is planning to have short courses at prestigious city-based and stunning remote locations around the world. Now, if you think about it, having electric boats is really going to open up a lot of different possibilities for venues. Now, if anyone out here has looked at Formula E and their racing, 
they've, they've noticed that all of their, their races are at major cities and their goal is to really bring the racing to the city so people don't have to go anywhere to watch it. So they take over city blocks and have the race in the middle of the city. So I can see them being able to go to big cities around the world uh, that have lakes, rivers, even on the ocean, and race right there in front of the huge cities. When asked about financial backers, Yenny had this to say, we're going to market with a financial proposal and are already advanced with several parties, which will, be, which will enable us to prototype and test the boat, then roll out production of the boats for the teams. So it sounds like they're going to have one supplier for the boats and that they'll buy the boats from. So it'll be more of a stock boat racing approach. The boats are currently being developed right now in the UK by a company called Seabird Technologies. They were quoted that they're going to make the boats, they're attempting to make the boats super fast and super lightweight, largely a one design race boat. Now, if you take a look at the picture of the boat, this looks very futuristic. A couple things come to mind. It looks very much like a hydrofoil. So I feel like there's a big design influence by people associated with sailboat racing and the, how hydrofoils have become so popular in their former racing. That's going to be pretty unique for us. I can imagine it's going to um, look like boats floating over the water. Probably not going to have much of a rooster tail at all with that. But looking at the picture, I don't see a propeller. So what, I'm wondering what type of propulsion they're going to be using. They call it a race bird boat. So I don't know what they'll what they'll really call it in later stages when they're built. It almost looks like a flat bottom with a hydrofoil below. So it'll be interesting to see what they actually look like when they're done. One thing also I noticed, there's no canopy over the boat for the driver. So I'm wondering if they'll be looking into that at all in the future. So very exciting stuff. A lot of, a lot of people are so far are really involved with this process. Um, McGag went on record. He, he wanted to talk about the future and the concept of it, of this whole racing series. And he said that we believe this series will engage not only the sporting public and boating and tech enthusiasts around the world, but also ocean conservationists who care about the future of our planet. The earth, oceans, lakes, and rivers are under huge environmental pressure. And the E1 World Electric Powerboat Series will lead the way in electrifying water mobility for future generations. So if you think about it, this, there really is going to be a lot of backers for companies who want to have personal water boats that are electric going for the future, right? So looking at the Formula E series, or that car racing series, there's a lot of car manufacturers that were backing products such as Jaguar, BMW, and I know many others as well, because they really wanted to use that as R&D future uh, productions of their personal cars. And so I can really see the same thing translating over here to boat racing. Which that would mean more money in the sport, more backers, and more people involved behind the scenes. Right now, the use of electric power on water is still in an embryonic stage. My ambition for the E1 series is to accelerate the adoption of electric boats, to demonstrate how exciting they can be and to promote electric solutions in clean water mobility to marine travel worldwide. Now, Russell Coates, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm saying all these names right, to be honest. They're, these are names out of Europe, out of Spain, out of different parts of the world, and I feel like I'm butching all these names. But anyways, Russell 
who is the chief executive of SailGP, said this, This is an incredibly exciting partnership that allows us to continue accelerating change toward a cleaner future. We are powered by nature and SailGP, and E1 share a similar sense of purpose to be leading examples of sustainable technology. So really, there's just so many possibilities with these partnerships and who are researching greener technologies. I feel like there's a lot that could be um, pushed with this series. Now, no drivers have announced yet. They're probably looking at getting existing Powerboat Championship drivers. This is a series who's going to be based out of Europe, so I'm sure they're going to be looking at Europe drivers. But hopefully they'll give some American drivers a call here sometime in the future and see if they'd be interested in racing in this series. As far as format goes, I know from the article, reading the article, they're really going to be trying to create this alongside of the Sail GP guys. So I'm not sure how similar of a look it will have compared to hydroplane racing, but it said that they will have testing, qualifying, and a series knockout races leading up to a final. So they will have elimination heats and a final heat. What will that look like? Time will tell. That does sound pretty exciting to me. Now, the last bit in this article I found that was really interesting is just the, well, is, is the partnership, but also the marketing side of things. In the article, they talked with Andronopoulos, and he said that the first stages of the E-Series, Boat Racing Series, will be held with existing Formula E and Extreme E broadcast right holders. So what does that mean? That means that they're going to already be starting out on the right foot of having broadcast rights around the world globally for this racing series. And he went on to say they're, they're really trying to get this new series broadcasted as far and as wide as possible. Of course, this is an entirely new form of racing and a new type of championship, so we'll be looking for new partners who can bring our content to different audiences. We want to reach as many people as possible on all platforms, not just TV, but all platforms. And we'll use a diverse range of content, offering our partners the best possible return on their investment. That's the key objective of the E1 series for our broadcast partners. So right now, Extreme E is in negotiations and in final steps um, to announce a partnership with ESPN for global broadcasting. Back in July, Extreme E struck rights deal with international media group Discovery, which will showcase a series in over 50 European markets on Eurosport and in North America through subscription streaming service Motor Trend. They've also signed the deals with the likes of BBC in the UK, Fox Sports in the US, Canada, and the Caribbean, Southeast Asia, and Australia, Media Set in Italy, Sony India, and China Sports, Zebo TV. So right there, look at all of the partnerships and the broadcasting media that this series has a potential to line up with right from the start. They're going to be on streaming services, on broadcast TV, and really, this is the best platform that they can have to start out with and to make it sustain sustainable. I think this series has a lot of potential. I know a lot of people in powerboat racing want the noise, which I do too. I think that's fun. But I think this can also be right alongside of them. And they could race and bring a whole new market into powerboat racing, which could then translate to more viewership in other boat racing sports, such as hydroplane racing and different 
GP racing, unlimited racing, inboard racing, you name it, boat racing. I feel like this is a win. And I hope in some sense of some form, there can be some sort of partnership at a race or some something with different powerboat racing here in the United States. This is something that I know people have talked about and thought it would be it would be cool to see happen. And this is something new in powerboat racing. So for me, I'm excited about this. There's a lot of potential, a lot of excitement in a new powerboat racing series. And a lot of that could translate over to other, other boat racing. So what do you think? Are you excited about this? Will you be watching E1 series when they announce, when they launch off in two years in 2022? Or maybe you think this is a waste of time. I don't know. I'd love to hear from you. Why don't you post on, on social media on, on this episode right now? Love to hear your thoughts. And I hope you're excited about this in one form or another because when this is all said and done, this is bringing more viewership and more interest in boat racing. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our episode. Make sure you come back next week to listen to our next episode. We release new episodes every Tuesday at 5 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your podcast player, as well as rate and review your experience. For more updates on Hydro News, check us out on social media. We're on the major players, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Rooster Talk is also online with our website, www.roostertailtalk.com. On the website, you can sign up for an email subscription list to get notifications on upcoming episodes, Hydro News, podcast updates, and much, much more. Finally, this is a free podcast to all of our listeners. And if you're really enjoying your experience and want to help us to continue to grow and expand, please donate. You can find a link to donate through PayPal on our website through the support tab. So until next time, I hope to see you at the races.